BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Childs drives and dumps. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Long three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good afternoon. That's right, an afternoon game. Welcome in, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Today, the BYU Cougars back at the Marriott Center hosting the Dons of San Francisco. Now, the Cougars snapped their two-game losing streak with Thursday night's home win over Santa Clara. The final from the Marriott Center was 80-58. to Yoli Childs picked up his 13th double-double. He had 20 points and 10 rebounds. Just another ho-hum afternoon or ho-hum evening for Yoli Childs. Now, the story of the game, though, was the bench production, which combined for 24 points and 10 rebounds. Fresh off of his appearance on the pregame show, not taking any credit for anything, of course, Dalton Nixon finished with 12 points on the night. He was 5 of 6 shooting. That also included his first made 3 of the season. Also, Peyton Dastrup and Zach Selyus each scored 5 points. The win moves BYU to 19-7 and on the season, 8-5 and in the West Coast Conference. Now, today's opponent, the Dons of San Francisco, are 6-7 and in the WCC. The Cougars beat USF back on January 4th on the Hilltop by 10, 69-59. Now, while BYU has had success against this team in terms of wins, they're 18-6 and all-time and 10 in a row, this is a harder matchup than what we saw on Thursday against the Broncos. Again, BYU wins these games, but uh, needless to say, the Dons give BYU fits at times. Now, tonight's player, speaking of guys who give the opposition fits, our player interview is sophomore guard Joshir Hardnett. He's coming off a four-point, three-assist night against Santa Clara. He, in that last game, was a defensive nuisance for the Broncos. Didn't matter who he was guarding. He was shutting that guy down. That's awesome to see. That's one thing we've seen from Joshir from the start of the season throughout the entire year so far is his ability to play really, really good defense. I caught up with the Gulfport, Mississippi native before practice yesterday. Here's our conversation. We'll talk about basketball in a second. I want to ask you about school. How's school going for you right now? I was going well. Um, I kind of struggled first semester. But um, I kind of figured out what to do this semester and how I need to get things turned in a little more earlier than what I was doing. So, um, you know, the coaching staff do a good job with uh, having, like, TAs come help with us and stuff and tutors. So, you know, they've been helping me. They've been playing a real big part. People don't necessarily think about that so much. They see college athletes on the floor and they play basketball, but there's the student athlete involved in that. How difficult is it to juggle some of that sometimes? Oh, well, I've been doing it for a little minute now, but it was definitely hard at first, yeah. you know, with practicing, trying to get better outside the team practices and then trying to figure out all the work and waking up early to go to class. So it was hard at first, but you got to figure out how to juggle around. What are you studying, by the way? Well, I'm actually in family studies. Um, when I transferred, I was in business, but I kind of started thinking about other options, so family studies came about, and that's what I'm doing. What are you hoping to maybe do with that one day? I'll just use it towards my family one day. You know, it teaches you a lot of stuff like family finances and money's involved and stuff like that, so I'm just hoping to use it with my family in the future. So let's take it back to a Thursday. Nice win over the Broncos. What were your takeaways from that game? Nice all-around game, both on offense and defense, really. Yeah, I think we, we played well after coming off two losses. You know, we, we had to find a way to, you know, get back to doing what we was doing, and um, we eventually did, and we played well, and we came out with a win. 
one of the things that stood out to me, and quite frankly has stood out to me about your game all season long, is just how good defensively you are. I thought, especially Thursday night, kind of one of those guys just locking down everybody that you were guarding. How much pride do you take in your defense out there on the court? Um, I take a lot of pride. It's a, it's a personal thing, and I feel like it's me. It's my t- time to stop the you know the opposite team uh, guard. So I take it very personal. What's more fulfilling, being able to stop somebody from scoring and getting your own shot? Um, honestly, getting my own shot. But <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm struggling. I've been struggling uh, offensively this year. So you know, I just had to lock in on defense of the team. We've been scoring. We have guys who scoring at a pretty good rate. So the team needed me to you know guard, and that's what I'm doing. What do you think has been one of the reasons that, that you haven't found the shot like you'd like? Um, just the transition and not being able to take shots that you're used to taking. You know, it's not as easy as it sounds. You know, I'm so used to you know running, gunning, and this is a system. So it's just pretty much that. Well, the last time that you guys faced San Francisco, you had quite the game. You had 11 points. You're four for four. Didn't miss a shot. What do you remember from that game? Um, just just it was a hard grind game. Uh, we wind up pulling it out at the end. This is a matchup BYU historically does pretty well at. You guys, as we mentioned, won the last meeting. What have you guys been working on as you gear up for the Dons on Saturday? Um, well, we start today. Um, prior to the end, it was about the Broncos and finding ways to beat them. But now we got that past us. We just weren't about this game coming up tomorrow. So we're going to lock in today and figure out everything we need to do to win. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. And there's only five more regular season games before the conference tournament. What do you like about where this team is at with five games to go? Um, it just shows you how much better we can be. Uh, we're playing well and everything's going right for us. We're an amazing team. But when things are not going right for us, we kind of like, you know, avoid certain situations and don't play as well. But for us to take out the next five games with W's, that's it. I would imagine, too, with only two more home games, you guys have got a lot of road games to end the year. These home games probably got to be, there's even extra importance in those, right? Yeah, because, um, you know, fan base, uh, and just playing at home the last two times, you know, that'll be it for the season. And on the road three times, you know, in conference play, anybody can beat anyone. And especially at their house, you know, you feel like you got an advantage. So that'll be it. What have been your thoughts on this home crowd? I mean, you guys have played a lot of late home games, and the place has still been packed. How cool has that been to be able to experience an average of 15,000, 16,000 for a home game? Oh, it's definitely amazing. I mean, I never played in a crowd that big, you know. So for them to just always be there for us and it's just amazing i appreciate the time and uh, good luck against the dons all right thank you all right that was uh just sheer hardnet my favorite part of that interview was when i asked him uh so what's more fulfilling and I, i'm kind of leading him down you know do you what the defense because i know he takes so much pride in his defense as he was talking about and you know do you take more pride in shutting a guy down or getting your own shot and uh assuming he would say defense but when he goes immediately to the offense, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how I would be, too. That was my favorite part of the interview, where he's like, yeah, I, I kind of like to score. So, and this is, we mentioned in the interview, the last time he faced his team, he was 4 for 4, had 11 points, a really nice offensive game for him. And uh, this is uh, right now, as he mentioned, he's focusing on his defense, uh, facilitating getting other guys involved, but make no mistake, uh, if they're going to leave him open, he'll take the shot. And that could definitely be something uh, that, uh, that could be dangerous for BYU, as we mentioned, with five games. Games remaining before the WCC tournament in Las Vegas. Appreciate just here taking a few minutes before practice yesterday. Coming up next, we're going to head to the Marriott Center. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. That's next. Cougar pregame life continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
how to get down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live. 75-66, a Zuck attack in Provo. Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. The afternoon game between BYU and USF coming your way in just about 50 minutes from the Marriott Center. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. Let's head next door to the Marriott Center. It's our courtside conversation. Joining me, as he always does, the man who lives a charmed life, he is Mark Durant. Hello, Mark. Hey, Jason Shepard. If I could live half your life, I would be twice as good as the life I'm living. If you lived half my life, you would have a really boring life. <laughs> you would not want to switch. Promise. I don't know, man. You, you got, you know, you got the the, the the bodybuilder body. You're always going to premieres. You're going to jazz games. Of course. You live at BYU, basically. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool, but I don't get to go hang out with Jerry Sloan at jazz games. So, you know, it's it's a give and take. It's <laughs> that fine. Is true. Don't get ahead of yourself now, Jason. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, let's look back on Thursday night's game. A nice win for BYU. Even when Santa Clara was making runs, I was like, it's really not going to matter. BYU is going to win this game. And they ultimately did. They pulled away, and it was a nice overall win. The big story was just how well the bench played for the Cougars. What what can BYU do to sustain that type of production? Because man, it really helps when you're get. I mean, twenty four and ten is what the bench combined with for. Yeah, well, I mean, it's about building confidence in those guys. Trouble is, you know, you get to this point in the year, and it's hard to give them the time they need to really feel comfortable on the floor. And you get in games like Gonzaga or St. Mary's. That rotation is really going to tighten up, and then the games are so intense, you know, unless you're pretty comfortable and, and uh, have got a lot of minutes on the floor, you tend to tighten up in those games. I think we saw that at Gonzaga. But, you know, what you'd ideally like to do is use the preseason to really get guys significant minutes. And I think a guy like Dalton Nixon, for instance, uh, was playing really well and then got injured. And uh, so he kind of had to come back, and he's just kind of right now getting back into it. Had a really nice game the other night. So, what you'd like to have is giving guys consistent minutes so they know what's expected. They feel comfortable in their rollout on the floor so when they are in those types of really tight games that they, they can perform at a high level. But, you know, I, I think, you know, <laughs> BYU generally does a good job. But, but, again, what worries me are those those tough road games and the games against the, the best teams is really when you could use some uh, bench production. And, they haven't really got it. So I'm hoping guys like Dalton, now that he's healthy, can step up. I hope Zach can play better and Luke's playing much better. I hope Peyton can play better. And those are the guys you're kind of looking at to come in, McKay Cannon. And uh, that, they, they might really make a difference on how BYU finishes this season and, you know, how successful they can they can be. But uh, uh, it's, it's always easier if you're a bench guy, Jason, to play at home where everyone likes you and usually you have a lead. But you'd like a couple of those guys to really focus on stepping up in, the, in those tougher situations. Now, to take that one step further, and you mentioned Dalton Nixon coming off a really nice game, 12 points, 5 of 6, only missed the one shot. His first three of the season looked really comfortable out there. It's just a reminder of how important he is and can be down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he can be really important. He brings a, a toughness, which I think the team is lacking to a certain degree, uh, and a ferocity on the boards, especially the offensive boards. Uh, I love to see that from him. And he's big and strong. And, and BYU needs to match some athleticism and strength against 
you know, I, I don't worry necessarily about the Santa Claras of the world or even San Francisco's. It's the it's the Pacifics and the San Diego's who they play a smash mouth type of basketball and try and push you around. BYU needs to match that, and then Dalton's a guy that can can really do that. He's he's big and strong and athletic, and and like I said, ferocious on the boards. And uh, you know he stepped back and hit a three uh, yesterday or Thursday. Seems like yesterday. Seems like it's <laughs> barely here, Jason. But it's because um, it was because it almost <laughs> ended the, on Friday. <laughs> That's true. But he hit a big three. I think he's a, a better shooter than his numbers have shown so far in his career. And if he can be a threat to hit shots from the perimeter and then still bring that athleticism and strength in the inside, I think it's really going to help BYU. San Francisco plays BYU tough. Now, they don't beat the Cougars, but they make things interesting. What do you make of today's matchup? Yeah, well, I think, you know, I remember several years ago, San Francisco coming in here and playing one of the best games I've ever seen and hit like, it seemed like 23 pointers in the second <laughs> half. But I think the karma for that was that they'd have to lose, you know, 14 in a row to BYU after that, which has been the case. And yeah, but you know, like like you said, I mean, I never feel comfortable going to War Memorial. I think, man, this is going to be tough. And BYU seems to pull it out. And you get games from Carlino or uh, or Nick Emery, and guys play really well there. And and they seem to just kind of have San Francisco's number. But it's not not necessarily one of those teams where BYU's running up, you know, getting 30, 40 point wins. It's it's always uh, you know it's 10 points at War at War Memorial, and and uh, probably be a little closer than the Santa Clara was the other night here. But you know they've got good shooters good dribble penetration guys and uh yeah i mean i I don't it's odd to me that this is the team that byu has their longest win streak in conference because i think they're one of the better teams in conference and you know they beat uh, nevada who's a good team in a a vegas deal i think uh, earlier this year and you know they're picked to finish third in the conference so they're they're pretty good but byu just seems to to play well against certain teams i don't know why that is and they seem to struggle against certain teams like going on on the road to pepperdine next week makes me super nervous and that's a game that shouldn't make me nervous and and uh but san francisco byu's kind of had their number with the majority and by the way mark durant joining me from the marriott center getting you ready for byu and usf it's our courtside conversation we do it each and every game here on cougar pregame live with the majority of the games remaining coming on the road and by by what i mean remaining before vegas with San Diego in the rearview mirror and still a matchup with San Diego ahead, what are the implications of a game like today? I think it's very important. One, you want to play your best basketball. And Dave Rowe has been pretty good. His record the last you know eight games of the season over the over the term uh, the W West Coast Conference uh, uh, situation. So. I want them to get better, so they're playing. That's my whole goal right now, uh, Jason, is to get better for the tournament. I want this to be a different tournament. I want BYU to win the tournament. And so I want them to win games and get confidence and get that bench like we're talking about and get this uh, machine functioning at a high level going into that situation. That's, That's all I'm concerned about. And the other thing I'm concerned about is I don't want to play in that four or five game. That, that game is Danger Will Robinson because it's either going to be San Diego or Pacific. And for some reason, San Diego Pacific, with the way they play and this kind of that smash-mouth type of basketball, is that's where I think BYU is most vulnerable. So I don't want to mess around with that in the first round. So I want that three spot. And uh, then you're playing, I don't know, San Francisco or whoever that would be. 
But you want to avoid that tough first-round game and then be playing really well so you're able to really, I mean, seriously compete for a title this year with St. Mary's and Gonzaga. A victory today for BYU gives Dave Rose 325 career wins, yet another 20-win season. And quite frankly, BYU is averaging about 25, but just that that 20-win mark seems to be, you know, kind of what you're going, you're looking for, and it's just very rare to have that type of consistency. He has never, speaking of Dave Rose, had a season where this team lost fewer than 20 games. That is absolutely unbelievable. What does that type of consistency mean to you as a former player in this program? It means a lot. I I love the fact that BYU is good every year, and even in the bad years, they're good. And I I know fans want to have a great year and get the Final Four. and, and, And I think that's... I don't begrudge fans that. I want it, too. I want to go to the NCAA tournament every year. I think that's a good goal and a standard you should want to to, to meet. And if you don't get it, that should be a disappointment. But don't let the disappointment of that get in the way of recognizing how good BYU's been over the years. Remarkably good. And a lot of that goes to Dave Rose. I mean, he's amazing, and uh, I would love to have my kids play for him. I wish they were good enough, too. They're not, but, I, I mean, he's... He is uh, he's a guy that has integrity and does it the right way. And what I really like about this year, and I know it's kind of frustrating because it's kind of the same results this year, but I like that he saw that there were problems with the way BYU was playing, made some adjustments, uh, adjustments brought in heat. They're playing better defense. They're, they're you know, valuing the basketball more, which is important to me. So he's not just kind of doing the same old thing. He's trying to get better. He's trying to do the things that will help him to compete against St. Mary's and Gonzaga. And who knows it will be this year, but uh, uh, I'm very confident that Dave will continue to do great things and that even greater things are ahead for him. Mark, great stuff. Thank you so much for the insight. By the way, since this is an earlier game, uh, you're going to be done and have the evening uh, at your uh, at your at your feet. What's uh, what's on the agenda for the Durant family tonight? My good buddy B.J. Holder, one of the all-time BYU great fans, came has come down to the game tonight. Today, I'm going to take him to Texas Roadhouse after. So, make us get us a table ready, Texas Roadhouse. And we're going to have a big celebration for old BJ coming down to the game. So that's that's the, the Durant-BJ night. Okay, I have experienced the Texas Roadhouse with the Durant family. <laughs> you got a salad. I got what? <laughs> I love that you remember that. <laughs> no, but here's here's the best part. You are the, were the one that had me try the fried pickles for the first time. Uh, yeah. Now I can't go there without getting them. They are delicious. <laughs> well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank but you. Seeing you yeah. eat a salad at Texas Roadhouse is like watching Michael Jordan shoot an air ball, man. That was very disappointing. <laughs> oh, it had chicken in it. If that makes any <laughs> difference, it probably doesn't. Mark, great stuff. Appreciate the time. We'll be with Greg coming up in a few minutes. All right, we'll see you. All right, there we go. I love that he remembered. That was like two years. That may have even been longer than two years ago. And he remembered that I got a salad at Texas Roadhouse. It is delicious. And quite frankly, it's what I get every time. All right, coming up on the other side, lots of college basketball going on this afternoon. We'll update you on all the scores and look ahead to a busy night for uh, some other teams on campus. We'll go over all of that next on Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. One final segment of Cougar Pregame Live will get you back over to the Marriott Center for uh, the Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, coming up in about 90 minutes, it's BYU women's basketball. They're taking on San Francisco in San Francisco. And again, that game's set to get underway at about 3 o'clock Mountain Time. We'll give you updates on that game once it gets underway. We do have a final from earlier today. BYU women's softball 19th in the country. They're playing uh, in the Kajikawa Classic in Tempe, Arizona. They lost to Oregon State. The Beavers beat the Cougars 14 to nine. All right, WCC action. No games have begun, but this is what the schedule looks like today. San Diego at Santa Clara. It would be really big for BYU if the Broncos could defeat the Toreros, give a little bit of extra cushion uh, with the Toreros kind of breathing down BYU's neck right now. Pepperdine is on the road at LMU. The big game, you know what, I'm not, I'm not even going to mention that one yet. Portland at Pacific, that's your, uh, that's your late game. But the big game in conference, number 11 St. Mary's at home hosting number 12 Gonzaga. The Zags looking for revenge after the Gales went into Spokane a couple weeks ago and defeated Gonzaga. That game getting underway at 8 Mountain Time on ESPN2. All right, top 25 games going on right now. 13 minutes to go in the second half. Number 10. Kansas trailing at Baylor. The Bears leading the Jayhawks 43-38. to Also in the second half, it is Iowa State leading number 17, Oklahoma 63-52. to Number 21, North Carolina coming off their upset of Duke. They are leading at NC State 67-65. to And number 25, Miami with a five-point lead at Boston College 60-55. to Two finals to update you on. Number one, Villanova defeats Butler 86-75. And Oklahoma State wins at number 19, West Virginia, 88-85. That is going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we're going to get you to the Marriott Center. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel coming your way next. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now, let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus here in Provo, Utah. Today, the Cougars play their penultimate home game of the 2017-18 regular season. It's BYU hosting San Francisco in the latest renewal of a series that has been all Cougars over the last five years. BYU has won the last ten meetings, including the last four here in Provo. Greg Rubel here sitting alongside my longtime broadcast partner, good friend, former Cougar hoopster and Ironman Mark Durant. Two nights ago, Cougs beat Santa Clara. 80-58, to 58, and in doing so, they shot a good number from the field, the arc and the stripe. The big three all played well. The bench came up big. Team shared the ball really well. Mark, if BYU plays like it did on Thursday down the stretch, the Cougars will secure that three-seed in Las Vegas with some momentum. And that first conference tournament game is now three weeks from today. Yeah, I mean, this is the back stretch, and down the stretch they come, Greg. And Listen, I liked how BYU played the other night. I've liked a lot of what BYU's done this year. 
I, I love the the better defense and, and the, the valuing the ball and man I, I just my eyes see it I think I like this and I, I like what BYU's doing and the frustration for me and I think for everybody is but we're still in this kind of the same spot and uh, this is the chance to kind of show that it is different that you are better that you take care of business like games here at home, and then you go on the road, and, man, you beat Pepperdine. And then you, you got up a little bit and beat San Diego. I mean, that's going to be a tough game. And then, then beat Gonzaga at home. That'll be different and better. And then go to the tournament and really, really play and really compete, maybe win the darn thing. And that would really show, yeah, we are better. So BYU still has a chance to show that this team is special. But you run out of time. I mean, you've got a couple more opportunities left, and I hope BYU takes full advantage of that. All right, coming up after the break, we'll hear from BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show. Oh, a nice stutter step right to the rim. Flood score again. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. All right, coming to you from the Marriott Center as we get you ready for BYU in San Francisco. BYU 19-7 on the season, 8-5 in the West Coast Conference, and in sole possession of third place, the Dons 14-12, 6-7 in the league, and looking to move into the WCC's top tier in time for the conference tourney. Last month on the Hilltop, BYU grinded out a low-scoring win. The Dons have since changed up their look. It'll be a new starting five uh, that Dave Rose's team will see here this afternoon. But as Coach Rose knows, USF plays a lot of guys. Yeah, they do. And, and uh, this team has really improved from uh, when we played them. When we played them early in the year, they, there were two or three games removed from a huge win over Nevada in, uh, in a, a neutral court game in Vegas. And you could see the real potential of their team. I mean, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, we, we had them pegged a little bit different at that time uh, as far as, you know, who we thought, like, the head of the snake was. And, you know, the, and, and it, it, they've developed themselves into a, a team that I think they've won, you know, four for the last six or something. Yeah, four, and, six. And uh, they're, on a, they're, they're, they're on a roll, and, and they're really diverse. It's a team that's got great balance. Uh, Frankie Ferrari's kind of taken over as their leading scorer. they got the best – three-point shooter in the league percentage-wise, you know, uh, in Retino. So uh, I, I think that, uh, like I said, they, they, they score – they, they, they uh, uh, make eight three-pointers a game. That's their average, and, and that's a big part of this game. We, we can't let them come in here and, uh, you know, and spread that floor on us. They're really good at backdooring you. And and you know you know make twelve fifteen three point shots like they did that night they beat Nevada. So first time you played them then was that head of the snake or focal point more Sule Boom at the time? Or? Yeah, because Boom was their leading scorer and and Foster was a guy that we really knew uh, had history with and and uh, and they're both big parts of this. But uh, I think that you know Ferrari and and, and so so what it, it what it, you know the point is is that. We thought they had two or three really good players, you know, that were the focus of their team, and now we've got two or three other players we think are the focus <laughs> of their team, which means I think they're pretty deep, and then and that's why I think that uh, you know Kyle plays the group that he does. What uh, has you feeling best about the matchup on your side of things? Well, I really liked the way we played the other night. I, I was I was really pleased with how we shared the ball. I was pleased how defensively we were 
connected together as a group. Uh, you know, they, they they got some threes early, but I thought we did a better job. You know, we still have that same challenge of being able to get in a gap and, and stop that penetration and then get to those three-point shooters. And I think that uh, – you know we're, we're we're much much improved at that you know over the year and and hopefully we'll continue to get better at it because you know the, the the struggle is you know one on one being able to guard that ball uh, you know we, we we actually you know we need help and 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 that's why it's so important for all five of our guys to be connected but even more important in this game because uh, it reminds me a lot of the old Air Force teams they're not quite as deliberate or quite as uh, uh, lengthy in their possessions, but um, they run it a lot harder, a lot faster. They're not really you know, trying to read it and make something happen they're, they're, uh, or read for something to happen. They're actually trying to, uh, you know, just the, the speed that they run it and the, 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 the quickness that they have, they, they actually force things to be open, and that's where they're really good. And then if they don't get that at the rim, they kick it out and they shoot those threes, and all of them can shoot it. Yeah. Very seldom do they, do they have a team on the floor where all five yeah. guys can't shoot that three. Uh, Jashir, his value to, is probably as much defensive as it, as it is offensive, and he probably draws Ferrari to start tonight. And Frank, Frank, he's been playing well, like you said. He's got double figures, eight of his last nine. Yeah, and he's and he's really good at at reading, uh, you know, what what's available, what's open. He he's one of the guys that's got that real uh, ability to uh, know when it's time to shoot and when it's time to pass and where the ball needs to be delivered. I, I mean, he he has really improved. He was a really big time scorer in high school in uh, the Bay Area. Coming out of high school in the first two years, he just kind of found his way, and now he's he's back to that mentality of uh, being able to fire that thing in. All right, well, Coach, good luck against the Dons, and we'll talk to you post game. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that's Dave Rose, and this afternoon's a Zions Bank Cougar pregame coach show. The Cougar Tip Off Show coming your way next on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Shot to score! Dalton Nixon! Right to the rim, up and This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now, let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join Mark Durant, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, good afternoon once again from the Marriott Center in Provo. We've got a Saturday matinee on tap, the first of five games on the WCC slate today, tipping off right along with uh, BYU and uh, San Francisco, our San Diego and Santa Clara. That's an afternoon tip. A little later on today, Pepperdine and LMU. You've got uh, Gonzaga St. Mary's is the big game of the night uh, later on this evening, of course. We've got BYU and USF with a, a 2 o'clock tip. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with your courtside. Our statistician, Tanner Wilkinson. Our scoreboard studio, pregame halftime, postgame host is Jason Shepard. Our control board operator is Carter Malloy. You are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is Super, uh, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Our terrestrial flagship, KSL News Radio. We're also on network affiliates in the Intermountain West and around the world online at BYUCougars.com, BYURadio.org, KSL.com, and then the various apps. You've got the BYU Radio app, the uh, BYU Cougars app, the TuneIn app, the uh, KSL app. Hope you enjoyed today's broadcast along with us. So, Mark, it's true that uh, BYU's pursuit 
of a first-ever West Coast Conference Championship will now go into an eighth season. But the Cougars are dealing not with uh, one, but now two juggernauts at the top of the league in Gonzaga and St. Mary's. And while year to year it's nice to project or hope that uh, either of those two might be down a bit, uh, the fact is as long as Mark Few and Randy Bennett are around, I think uh, those two programs will stay really good. And it's been a struggle to contend with them, it's true, but it's it's a worthy pursuit because those are really good teams. And winning this league will feel like the culmination of a Herculean task if and when it's finally accomplished. I mean, the West Coast Conference is a good conference, but not a great conference. You know, top 10 or 11 uh, ranked. But uh, it's, and so it's really unusual to me that you can have programs like Gonzaga and St. Mary's and they have this great success and, and their coaches stay there. It's just kind of a stepping stone conference. And you'd think Mark Few would go to a greener pasture somewhere, but Gonzaga's done a great job of keeping him there as well as St. Mary's. And as long as those guys are there, like you said, they're going to be good. Now you can look next year, you know, St. Mary's loses their top three players that are really good. And so they'll they'll be a little bit down, but they're still going to be good. So what BYU was doing clearly over these five, six, seven years has not been good enough. And I like what I really like is that Dave Rose is making some changes and changing the way he plays and approaches the game. And I think they're better this year. We'll get better next year. You just need to make changes and improve. If you want to compete with those guys, I think they're on the right track. But it is frustrating uh, to run into those uh, buzz saws. They're just really, really good coaches, good programs, and they keep them there. So that a lot, of, a lot of programs they'll be good for a year or two, and then that coach will bolt. But those teams have kept it together and now have really strong programs. You look at Few, Bennett, and Rose, and they have three of the seven longest streaks of 20-plus win seasons. They've each won 20-plus for 10 seasons or more. It's crazy. Bennett's at 11. Dave's going to be at 13 here tonight, hopefully. And then Mark's sitting at 19. So three of the top seven are in this league. That's long-term sustained success. When we come back to the Marriott Center, well, USF's got a pretty good coach of their own. His name is Kyle Smith. And we'll talk with Coach Smith coming up next on the Cougar Tip-Off Show here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Raise it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Let's head back live to courtside. All right. To BYU and San Francisco. Top of the hour. BYU playing for an 11th straight win over the Dons, who come into today's game off of a back-to-back wins. BYU ended a two-game skid with a comfortable home win over shorthanded Santa Clara on Thursday night. A short time ago, I spoke with USF head coach Kyle Smith to get a read on his team coming off a hard-earned home win over Portland on Thursday night. You know what? They're playing much better. I think anyone that's played Portland, they, uh, been, they've got, their young guys are getting good, and, and they really had a good game plan for us. And you know, I was kind of proud of our guys. They, they held the lead and didn't give it up. And, um, you know, Portland played, made some big shots down the stretch and, you know, kind of guess what we were trying to do. So as a coach, you're, you're okay if they're making tough ones at, against our defense and, um, we prevailed, so it, you know we got obviously a really big challenge here in the Marriott Center. When you last played BYU, I think you were starting uh, Tavi and uh, and Sule at the time. Those guys are back on the bench, and, and Foster and Renfro are now in the mix. And you really have kind of gone game to game to see what works best for you. Well, a little bit. We had uh, Tavi had the flu, and they got a concussion, so it's been a little tough. And Sule a little bit of being a freshman. Chase got hurt. 
So it's like just kind of our older guys, if we're playing well together, and I liked having the two freshmen in the lineup because they you come off the bench, you're, you don't lose as much. So, um, But I think we've tightened up about, about seven guys, and eight, we're still playing eight, nine, ten um, in special situations. But uh, I think we, that's part of our success Or lately is that um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a chemistry. I think BYU has. I think they're a really good passing team. They know their big three are going to get most of their shots, where they're going to get their shots, and and then they, they fill in around those guys. So hopefully we're 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 still forming that way. And um, you know, if only one senior, hopefully we'll we'll get some carryover next year. Yeah. So on that note, last year when BYU and USF played, there were no seniors on the floor, and this year only still the one in Chase Foster. Yeah. No. And uh, so we, yeah, we're still growing, and you know, obviously we're missing uh, Charles Midland and. You know, you don't want to make that a narrative, but like he's he's kind of it'd be like for us it'd be like you guys losing Elijah Bryant. You know, like you gotta well, they lost Nick Emery. That was hard. yeah, similar, yeah, yeah, similar. Yeah. I know, dog on it. Yeah. <laughs> so we had you know, so where Sule has been a freshman, it was a true freshman um, that's had to really come in there and, and uh, take some offensive scoring load. He's a playmaker. Um, you know, it's just uh, hopefully we're just keep continuing to get better. Okay, last couple things. Uh, how do you like the way BYU's playing right now in the games leading up to this one? You know, I don't even know if they won or lost, to be honest. <laughs> I just watched the film, and I'm like, gosh, I'm really impressed by how how uh, they're high-low, how well they play together. Like, Yoli's really become such a, an elite passer. Like, he's uh, – so, and I think that's a testament to their coaching, and, and they're, they're a really good defensive team, one of the big, better defensive teams in the country. So, um, they're really sound on that end, and I think they're really uh, very unselfish offensively, and I think it starts with – they play through Yoli a lot, and either it's high post, low post, and he's really um, unselfish score, and that makes them really good. So that's hard, and, and that's really hard to scout against. You know, if a guy that's you bring a double and he's willing to pass, or he's finds guys. So um, they're a pretty complete team, and Coach Rose has been doing this a long time, and it's a good program, and you know it'll be a good test for us. For the record, BYU did win on Thursday coming into this one. So, yeah. Uh, lastly, uh, you guys finished fourth in the league last year. Uh, you're picked to finish fourth this year. How important would a top-tier finish mean to you guys here down the stretch? It would be awesome. I mean, I think every I think you get better by competing. And, you know, you know, really, you play young guys, and they take their lumps. I'm like, well, it's, it's better if your young guys have success. And uh, try, we always compete in every possession and try to get better. And it would be. I mean, we need to be a breakthrough, a win at BYU would be a huge breakthrough. We've played some good games on the road, a couple of our better games at, at uh, Portland, at Santa Clara. We played well last Saturday. So um, I love I love the afternoon tip, man. Yeah, we get to go home. Yeah. <laughs> so, Although it's a quick turnaround for you guys, too, though. Uh, I know. It's, it stakes. It's a quick, quick turnaround for BYU. We had a tough travel day, and we could use that as an excuse, or we can, you know, strap it on and play well and, and see how we do. Well, thanks for your time. We'll see you in Vegas. All right, thanks. All right, that's San Francisco head coach Kyle Smith. Time now for our You Be the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's today's BYU basketball trivia question for you all to answer along wherever you're driving at home, wherever the case may be. So if BYU wins this afternoon, the Cougars will have recorded 20 or more wins for a 13th straight season every season of the Dave Rose era. How many active Division I head coaches have current 20-win streaks of longer than 13 seasons? The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off show. Oswald drive it to give to Yoli. Yoli 
with the thump and another and one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. All right, getting you set for BYU and San Francisco. First up, the answer in today's You Be the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mine. If BYU wins today, they'll have recorded 20 or more wins for a 13th straight season every year of the Dave Rose era. How many active Division I head coaches have 20 win streaks, current streaks, of longer than 13 seasons? You know I'm a you know big-time lawyer. You don't get to be a big-time lawyer without having an amazing mind. Tremendous sense of recall. I'm going to say five, or there's four plus Dave. I'm going to name them for you. Krzyzewski, 21. Okay, you. Krzyzewski, 21. Williams, 14. Few, 19. Self, 19. Drops the headset. That's right, headset drop. That's how my, <laughs> that's how Mark rolls. All right, Cougar tip-off show continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar tip-off show rolls on. Touch pass, Celia's three. Got it! Let's head back live to courtside. All right, time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER to 23,000 for current ER wait times. Braden Shaw recovering from an ankle procedure and Ryan Anders from a knee procedure. They're both on the sidelines. Tip-off is next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.